Hey there, my friends. Just a quick message before we get you into the episode. I want to talk for a second about ways that you can support this show. Of course, if you are on an Apple device, giving this show a review and a rating helps get us in front of more people. Or whatever podcast platform you listen to on, if there is a rating system, drop a review, help us get the word out that way. Share the episodes on your social media. Or if you're looking to financially support the podcast, you can join the Patreon. There's several levels there. You can also use the links in the show notes to purchase products like Redmond Real Salt. I get some benefit from that, and that money goes towards allowing this show to continue. So if you're interested, those are a couple ways you can show your support for the Fat Guy Forum. I thank you in advance, and I really appreciate you being here every week to hear these amazing stories. So let's get into the next one now. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the, of the Fat Guy Forum. Yep, the neighbor's dogs are in the background once again. Apparently, I disturbed them with the introduction, as always. So we have y'all here with us for another exciting episode of the podcast. I have no idea what's got them riled up, but I'm going to just keep going. I mean, that's what I do here at the, at the podcast. I persevere for you all because I get to bring amazing people like Kurt on tonight. I can't wait for you to hear his story and for us to get into it. Kurt, how you doing this evening? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Definitely. I, I'm excited, man. Let's not delay anymore. Let's get right to it. Tell us, man, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? Well, I've been fat all my life. Uh, no, I, w- I will say since middle school, high school, I've been uh, husky, big boned, whatever you want to call it. Um, I've just... It started off, you know, a little chunky, a little husky, and then it just kind of grew from there, um, where where basically I I guess expanded on myself, if you will. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I went from there, kind of spiraled a little out of control, uh, got to upwards to maybe. No, I won't say maybe, but I was 525-ish pounds, and the only reason I could have been heavier than that, but that's the last weight that I recall, and that's because the last time I was able to actually physically weigh myself, it was the doctor's office where they can weigh you on a scale with a wheelchair, so... Uh, so that's where I was at, but a lot of people that know me said you were probably way more than 525. I just started at that because that's all I had in, had in my head. So that kind of qualifies me to uh, to be up here. <laughs> so let's let's dive into a little bit of this before we talk about what came after that, man. Like, yeah. what do you think when you look back on it now? What do you think started bringing the weight onto you? Like, was it just poor eating habits? Were you a sedentary kid? Like, what do you think led to you eventually weighing that much. I was going to, I'll say it's a combination of really a lot of different things. But my biggest thing is I was a sickly kid. I uh, had asthma. So that kind of give, gave me my excuse to not do PE, not do any sports, not do anything like that. Cause I had like really bad asthma where I was like in and out of the hospital when I was younger. And I guess that kind of just became my thing where even if I attempted to try to do any kind of exercise, I mean, I got that little, that little, Oh, I got the, the wind knocked out of me. I kind of just stopped. And then eventually it just became a, well, you know, this is, this is, this is me. Um, I've had like uh, allergic reactions to things because I've had real bad allergies. So I always say it's the middle kid syndrome. And I guess you can say it's me um, adding excuses to everything 
because I'm just like, well, I was a sickly kid and I had this and I had that. But that kind of is is kind of like what started that window. And then I basically, since I wasn't being active, I just started just sitting around playing video games and just being sedentary. And I called myself the, I mean, I'm into computers, but I call myself the, the, the quote unquote um, computer nerd where I was just sitting in front of a computer working on computers and things of that nature and I was like this is going to be me just a computer person so so that kind of is what started the whole thing and it, I just never got the urge to want to work out or do anything it's just like that was just that was just me and where was your conscious you know where was your level of consciousness at as you got bigger because I think some people tell a similar story and talk about getting to 300 pounds. And now we're, we're talking about getting to 300, then to 400, then to over 500. Like, what do you think, what was going, you know, when you have to talk about kind of what your mind, what your mind frame was like during all of that time, like, where was your head at when it came to your weight? Uh, my, um, I, I guess you can say, for the most part, I was depressed, but I wouldn't show it. Like, I would be, like, I, I hid my depression with humor. Most of the time, but I was I was definitely a, a depressed kid. A lot of people was like, "Oh, well, you know, you had a lot of stuff going for you, but so why would you be depressed?" But it was just that I don't know. It was just that's how I felt. So 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 basically, I would just do that, and then I wouldn't go to the to the doctor as much or at all. So it was kind of in the back of my mind, like, "Yeah, things will kind of level out. Things will get better on its own." without me doing anything. And then it just kind of spiraled from there where it was just like, okay, well, it's 300. Oh, I don't go to the doctor. Maybe I'll go to the doctor. It's been three years since I've been to the doctor. Oh, you're now 400 or something pounds. Like, why aren't you doing these things? And I'm like, oh, because I'm thinking that they're just going to fix itself. So that's kind of the mindset I was at. And then eventually it just blew up to 525. And I'm just like, well, this isn't getting me anywhere. Like, <laughs> like this I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going up and not down. So, and had you made any efforts? To, like, were there any efforts during that time to try to lose weight? Like, had you tried diets or anything along those lines? Or, like you said, was it more you kind of hoped there would be some kind of external happening and it would all fix itself? Yeah, that's that's kind of well, that's the long and short of it is yes, I was just assuming that things were just like, oh, I'm healthy. I'm not, you know, I'm not super, you know, super out of breath about this or super out of breath because of that or or I'm not my knees aren't hurting just yet. Um, So I was just basically saying, you know, just roll with the punches. Uh, but no, I would say in that time frame, I tried maybe twice it. I've done like a. um green smoothie challenge before where basically it helped me out with getting into the mindset of diet culture and and like limiting certain things and just drinking my my calories instead of eating them and just basically a big uh, liquid diet so i've tried that but after that um after the i think we're like 10 days so after the 10 days i just was was like oh okay well i was able to do that good job back back to eating so so it wasn't like something that stuck with me it was just let's try this out oh you were you know you can get the basis of it down you didn't really see i didn't really see the scale move as much so i was just like well time to you know that didn't really do anything so let me go back to doing what i was normally doing and what was your relationship with food like at your heaviest uh, i would say food food was and 
still is my comfort, but it like like I mentioned, I was a sickly kid, so I was in the bed. So it um, sweets were my were my Achilles heel in bread. So I anytime we would go out to a Texas Roadhouse, my meal was the the yeast rolls. Everybody's like, <laughs> everybody be like, uh, are you gonna eat any actual food? eating six rolls this is my food so so yeah that was my relationship and then I I had in my head even before being like a a, a kind of food reviewer I would try every drink that's every frappuccino that Starbucks had I would just be like well I have to try this new thing because it flipped or Oreos come out with a different flavor. So I'm like, oh, I have to, they have a gingerbread now. Now I need to eat this gingerbread and try it out. So it was just trying all the things that were good for me. How did your weight, when, when you, in your words, man, how did being over 500 pounds impact your life? Like what was the real, what was it like living that life and how did it impact everything that you did? It, like, I can, I can talk with a smile on my face now, but during everything, it was, when I say I was depressed and then I was, I got, like, super depressed. There was, like, one point in time where I was, like, real dark place, but it, it overall affected me harshly because, one, I couldn't get around. Uh, I know I mentioned earlier where at the time my knees weren't hurting. It got to my knees uh, snap, crackling, popping. Um, it got to I couldn't get into like a friend's car. Like if we were in college, if we were going to go somewhere, I couldn't get into their car because I was too big to fit in their car. So I had to stay home while everybody else got to go out and do something. So it basically became where I was. I would become a shut in because I, I couldn't function really um at the at the weight that i was and then don't even get me started on the clothing the amount that it cost for like a because i got all the way up to an 8x shirt and like 60 inch pants so you wouldn't the, the work um going to a casual mill or a destination xl and spending a hundred dollars for just a outfit so that was also impacting, whereas it's not even, it's financially impacting me now, not even just the doctor visits and things of that nature, but just being able to put clothes on my back was, was detrimental sometimes. So yeah, it got, it, it got real, real, real bad, but you would think that would have turned things around for me and it didn't. Yeah. Well, that was going to be the next thing I was going to say, like as someone that was in that same, you know, in that same position, you know, the eight XL shirt, I know I'm right there with you, man. You know, I was 540 pounds, like, and I also know that I wasn't, none of that was, was pushing me to change. Like, what was it for you? What do you think about, what's the best way to phrase this? Why do you think that all of that wasn't enough? Like it, when you think about it, because I think that's something that people listening are thinking, like, they hear us or any of us on this show talk about these these are the conditions of our lives. And it's almost like it, it freaks them out or panics them because they're like, well, if that happened to me, you know, I'd be screaming for help. You know, what in, when you give people some insight into why you think it didn't make change happen for you? I, I guess and I'm going to be straightforward and truthful. I guess what it was is I felt like this is what I deserved. And I 
like I know that's kind of it's kind of sad to say, but it's kind of like I, that's it, it. It just is what it is. Like I felt like this is this is where I was at. This is where I was going to continue to be. So that was just part of the part of the depression, and it was just this. This was me. So that's why I was just gonna roll with the punches that was given to me, the cards that was that was given to me, so to speak. No, I think that honesty is important because it's in a lot of ways like it doesn't always go back to you know I was in such denial you know that I I didn't know what was going on and you know I think for a lot of us like we know what our lives are like. You know, we know what it's like day to day living living in those bodies. And we feel like either that's all that we can do or that's where we're trapped or like you said, you know, this is this is who I am. These are the things I just this is, I guess, what I have to put up with, because this is the life that I'm living. Yep, And that's exactly how it was. And that's how it went for for years yeah. and, and years. So. But eventually you did decide that you needed to make some change, man. Take us into that. What, you know, was it a, a culmination of events or did something happen? Like, bring us to you making that decision that it was time to make change. Okay. So, yeah. So I'm not going to go too much into into this side of it because my, my wife will probably string me from the rafters. Um, but I had always, um, my mother, when I was younger, ended up getting weight loss surgery. So at, at the, at the, when I was young, high school, maybe junior in high school, that's what I, I was like, mom, this is, this is what I want to do. And just think about that. I was, a junior in high school talking about getting weight loss surgery, but then that never took place. Like my mom got it done and I was just like, okay, well we have my dad's in the military. Let's get the, the military insurance. Let's make it happen. And then I guess I got cold feet. So then I was just like, well, I'm not going to, going to do that. So, so then um, leading up to this, uh, my wife ended up going through her weight loss change and um that coupled with us working towards getting a new house and I was adamant that we were going to get a house that was a ranch style house so I didn't have the walk up steps uh I was just like nope but my wife wanted a house with a balcony off the bedroom so I was just like well that means we'll have either two or three bedroom I mean two or three stories so it was a com- uh, culmination of multiple things but eventually it got to that point where she was making a change I had always talked about making a change and hadn't been making something happen now now is the time you've you've you know you've excused yourself to be 525 pounds now I need you to break through those excuses and actually make something happen to one benefit your family and benefit yourself. So, and that's kind of like what's what turned the tides. And that was March of 2019. I was just like, okay, now's the time. Let's make it happen. And is that when you found out how much you weighed? Yeah. Or was it cause, before cause, that? No, no, it was, it was, that was around the time. That was the time when I found out how much I weighed at that point in time, because, um, my wife was really getting on me like I was, you know, I'm a, I'm a man. I, I don't have to go to that. I'm not, I'm not sick. I, 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 you know, I, I, um, I was big on I'm not sick. So there's no reason for me to go to the doctor. And then she's just like, no, because the other side of things is we were working towards having a child and nothing was coming from that. So that's another part of my story. So she was like, you need to go to the doctor. You need to go readily start getting your primary doctor and getting everything in order. And then that's when it 
of uh, played a part was like, okay, well, I'm at my doctor. Now I'm at now figuring out how much I'm weighing because every time I did step on a scale, it was error. It was ERR. So, so yeah, so that's how, how it was where basically like, Here, here's your starting weight. And now I need you to start doing some things because um, you, I'm, I'm pretty sure you know this and anybody else that's probably bigger, a lot of doctors, they will, if something is going on with you, like I, like I was saying, the whole this infertility, I'll just get out there get out with it. Infertility with myself and my wife, uh, it was basically stated that, oh, it's your weight. That's, that's, that's all it is. It's your weight. Like they would throw the weight um, stamp on everything just to say, this is, this is why you're having an issue. So once I figure out what that number was, the doctors are like, okay, you're, you know, high blood pressure, you put high blood pressure runs in your family. Let's start working, like making a plan of action to try to start getting, you know, how they normally say, we're going to prescribe you 30 minutes of exercise a day, you know, that kind of thing. So I was just like, okay, well, I'll take this and, and see what I can do with it. What was it like to know, like, cause I, I think that's another thing, you know, that sometimes comes into play. Like, had you known that that was probably around what you weighed or was it, was there a shock there for you to see those numbers? It, it was kind of a, when I knew that I was at one point in time, I was like 450 and I was just like, wow, I don't, and I guess you get in your mind, like a, if a lot of people outside looking in or looking at you, they'll say, you don't look 450 though. Like, I guess how you carry your weight and everything like that. So I was just like, well, you know, I mean, I don't, even though I'm 450, a lot of people say I don't look it. So that must mean in my mind that I'm not 450, even though the scale says I am. So it wasn't as much as a shock. And then when I got to the five, I was just like, oh, um, so I did have a little shock because I was like, oh, you know, I thought, I thought I would be maybe 475, but not not in, but breaking 500 to 525, five upwards. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely I'm not going to lie and say that wasn't a shock. So it was a shock to say, hey, I went from this the last time I went to the doctor and now I'm, you know, basically almost 100, if not 75 pounds heavier then yeah, it was kind of like a, not a, it wasn't enough to be a smack in the face, but it was, it was enough to say, oh, okay. Um, well, things aren't going in the right direction. They're just slowly moving in the wrong direction. Which I, I think happens. Like I've, I think I've talked about this on the show before. I think to the average size person, 300 pounds is massive. Yeah. So it's almost like they label every big person they know as 300 pounds. And if you're really big, you're 350. Like even when I was over, when I knew I was over 500 pounds and I would have say to friends, you know, guess what I weigh, you know, like that sort those sort of conversations you're having with people and it's either they're, they're guessing low to make you feel better or they just really don't have a conception, you know, because they can't fathom what life that life, you know, numbers could be that high. So, you know, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And then you, so you have that number for yourself, man, like what, what came next for you to make, like, what path did you follow to start making change? And this this is kind of where I started getting into my analytical research mode, because, um, like I said, once once my wife was was getting, you know, she had her going through her uh, her thing. And I was just like, okay, well, let me actually buckle down and do something with my life and look into what 
will work for me. And then I guess like a TV commercial or something was talking about keto. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm looking at keto or Atkins, low carb, you know, whatever. I went, tried to delve back into the green smoothies, even though it didn't work. Um, then I started looking into like different things. I'll just say that Pinterest became my my friend. I won't say it was YouTube and it was Pinterest. I was just doing a lot of research at first. And then I kind of, my eye got, uh, my uh, keto caught my eye. And then I was just like, okay, well, that doesn't seem too hard. The biggest part is going to be breaking this uh, relationship I have with the breads, the sweets, the the, the pastas, the, those kind of things that I love that aren't really doing me any favors. So that's kind of like where I started doing the research. And then I, how a lot of people say, like, I, I quit cold turkey. And I literally quit cold turkey. And what I mean by that is I went through my pantry. I took everything out of my house that wasn't even remotely keto low carb or no not even low carb just strict keto as best I could I brought everything that I did because I wasn't going to throw it away so I was going to give it away so I either um if it was prepackaged, then I gave or it wasn't open or anything like that then I either gave to um like a homeless shelter or I just brought it or I work at a call center or I just brought it in and said hey you all have at this and then they're they're you know have 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 this box of oreos or whatever and they're just like for real you're doing this and i'm like yes i have to if i if i don't then i won't so like i know that rhyme but that that's that's how it was in my mind is like if i don't get rid of this stuff right now then it will be in my in my peripheral and then i'll just say well one won't hurt so I so I had to cut it cold turkey and just get everything out of my house and then from there it was just basically what what's the do's and don'ts for keto oh I can have like tuna or eggs or this or that so I started like picking like I can have a little veggie so I, then I started just doing that and I did that for I would say a month straight where I was just tuna eggs a veggie and then just that's that was my lunch and then that was my dinner and then i was just basically so basically if you've ever done the military diet or the way you drink a cup of coffee in the morning you you that's kind of how it was is it but i did that as a sense of just this is going to be a drastic change and i tell people when they ask me what did i you know what did you do and i was like i did this but i wouldn't advise people to do it that way because I'll, I always go back to a time when it was this, it was the summer of 2019. I just recently started in March. So it got real hot here in North Carolina. Something happened with my car when my car's tire was popped and one of the supervisors were helping me out. But since I was only eating tuna and eggs, I wasn't getting all my nutrients or I was depleted and I'm also taking my blood pressure medication. I almost passed out 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 on the um on the concrete while we were fixing my car and i you know i got back in and i was able to get a little water get a little air but it, it's like the white going over your eyes like you're literally gonna pass out because i wasn't you know i was basically starving myself and that's when like i tell people it may have helped me afterwards like break the habits that i had but it it didn't 
like it could have I could have went down that road where that's all I was doing is I was just doing it that way. And then it could have been detrimental to me altogether and not help me out. So once that was a, once I noticed that's what I was doing, then I started like taking a taking a step back and saying, OK, let's let's not do it that way. Let's try to do it the right way. Let's, you know, actually do the veggie, actually do this, cook your own food, cook, a, you know, some chicken with some broccoli and then start adding salting your water. Like I, I was not. And I'm still not big on electrolytes and things like that, but I needed to start implementing that. Like, I know you you always talk about Redmond salt. Like, I, I didn't know about salting my water and things of that nature, but I was just like, okay, I need to figure out what it is and then go from there. So, started salting my water, started adding in electrolytes, potassium, magnesium, whatever it is that I needed to level out what I wasn't getting. So, I, that would never happen again. Well, it sounds like that was <laughs> you caught that in time because, yeah. Yeah. You know. But I think that happens. Like, I think sometimes we, especially when you're, you're, you're one of those, when you're like, you're saying like, you're an all or nothing person, you know, I, again, like we have parallel stories in a lot of ways. Like I had that, you know, when I decided, I decided I was going to go keto on a Sunday and I, it was Monday that I was starting. Like I spent, and I think it was like seven o'clock on that Sunday that I finally made the decision so I spent from like seven to midnight clearing out my house and boxing up the stuff I was giving away and, you know, loading up garbage. You know, I had so much crap food in my house like that was open and just got trips to the dumpster, like multiple trips to the dumpster. And then I made this nice box of like all of my favorite things that weren't opened, you know, sitting in my lobby in my building. I have there's 12 apartments. They loved it. Um, but I, it's that idea of like that zero to 100. Sometimes you get to a hundred and you're going at it and you realize, wait a minute, maybe I'm not necessarily doing this the right way. I need to adapt. And the, the interesting thing, I think that's there in your story, you know, it, it, cause it sounds like it wasn't some of these other times that you attempted to lose weight was instead of hitting that, that point where you felt like feigning and saying, well, this isn't worth it. You know, why am I doing this? Like you, you allowed that your analytical mind to take over and say, well, well, let me find the right path to do this. Like I, I, I need to do this for myself. Like, what do you think it was that allowed you to keep going? It was, I want, I, what I'll say the biggest thing was losing, losing some pounds and actually, actually being able to get, cause I ended up buying myself a scale that wasn't going to tell me error. It was going to tell me, like one of those 500 pound max scales. So I was able to get a scale like that. And then I was just like, okay, well, even though I was starting with myself and I did things the wrong way at first, I, I still lost some pounds. So I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's something I wasn't used to is, you know, getting on a scale and seeing my actual weight and seeing that I was losing at least 25 to 30 pounds. And, um, and I would say like two months period of time or something like that. And then just saying, okay, well, right, maybe, you know, this is, this is the right thing. If I do this, if I do this the correct way, then this is the right way to go. And that's, that's what stuck with me. Cause I one, I couldn't, I couldn't have my wife beat me. Uh, <laughs> but then two was just like, no, it's not, it's more than that. It's about my health and finally saying, um, you know, finally saying enough is enough, tired of the excuses. 
you know, my my blood pressure is not going to get any better if I keep going where I'm at. And the doctors are like, you know, you're in the yellow right now. You're almost borderline red and, and high blood pressure. We, you know, we don't want to up your medicine, but we'll have to up your medicine. So I'm trying to be one of those people where I don't want to take any medicine. And blood pressure is my only lisinopril hydrochlorothiazide. I'm just going to put the name out there. It's my only, my only medication that I take. And I'm still on it to this day, but it's like the very, very bare minimum. Um, and I'm just ready to be off of it. So that was also in the back of my mind because like I said, high blood pressure runs in my family and it's, it's something that, um, and I don't know if this is the part to say it, but, uh, I know like during my, my progression, my older brother, you know, he's always been heavier, but I've been heavier than, than he, he ever has been. Uh, you know, older brothers always give me new noogies and say, you know, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're big. Da, da, da. So we always like rag on each other when it came to that. But then when I started doing the keto and he actually saw that things were working, he actually gave me that acknowledgement that he could see that it was working and he saw it changing me. So that also kept me to want to keep going because people, um, even people that I worked with, I'm, you know, cause I kind of took a unorthodox way to it because I didn't when I started it and it started actually I started losing the pounds I didn't look at myself in the mirror I didn't like I I wanted to just solely focus on the diet and not how I look so people at work would say hey I can tell that you've lost a lot of weight and I'm like well I I don't because I don't look at look at myself in the mirror but it was that validation to keep going that it was working um so yeah, that's that's kind of like what kept me going and it would and kept me going through all of it is just seeing people not give me those. Ooh, there goes Curtis. So yeah, but then, then then turned into more. Hey, Curtis, what's going on? You know, you look good. Those kind of things. So so those 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 accolades helped as well. So what? How, so where did things progress from there? Okay, so I will. I'll kind of give you a, a rundown. So March to, March two thousand nineteen, um, we had we were going on a cruise, November of two thousand nineteen. So I basically wasn't going to weigh myself the entire time. That's how I had it made up in my mind. I'm not going to wait. Like I weighed myself at the beginning to see that I lost weight, but then once I started seeing that it was working for me, I was like, I'm not going to weigh myself. I'm not going to look at myself in the mirror. I'm just going to worry about the the diet. And then go from there. So I would say October-ish. Um, my wife was like, you need to you need to actually get on the scale to see how much you weigh because we're gonna go on this cruise and you need to you may need to buy some new clothing because I did start noticing that my clothing I, I didn't need the 8X anymore. So then it's just like and then I would say at that time, like I'm probably gonna get the number wrong, but I went from that 525 to around three not i would say like 395 or like i was under 400 within that march to like october no beginning of november range now my doctor thought you know was saying when i thought she told me she was like you know that's a lot that's a lot in this span of time like what are you what are you what are you doing and i was like i'm just doing keto and just doing the diet like i'm not 
do, you know, I'm not doing anything. I'm, you know, not take a speed or anything, but I was just like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just doing this and the stuff is just falling off. Like I wasn't even adding in exercise at the time. It was more just the diet and then a little bit of mobility, like a little bit of yoga, a little bit of Pilates to try to, you know, I, I call it my oil can because my body was rusty. So I just wanted to get a little flexible. Um, but then from from there, you know, talking to my doctor, she said, well, things are going good. You know, your blood pressure is going fine. I want you to kind of dial it back a little bit because you're losing like drastic amount of weight in periods of time. So I, in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, OK, I'll, I'll go ahead and do that. But in the front of my mind, I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing that at all. I'm sorry. Uh, it's working for me. I'm it's, uh, like, I'll dial it back a smidge. But it this is this is doing what I need to do. Um. So, yeah, so November 2019, around 395, like under that 400. So I, I whatever that lost more than 100 at that pound at that time. And then from there, coming back from the cruise, I had like a energy because when I was we went to Puerto Rico, I was able to do things that I hadn't done. Like we've been on cruises before, but I'd always been that person like, oh, y'all, y'all go on ahead. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sit down, uh, kind of thing. But I was like running circles. I had more energy than I had ever. Like I'm not a runner. I'm not a walker. I wasn't doing any walking, but just losing the weight and just being able to get out. And they're just like, man, Curtis, you can tell that you've lost some weight because you're, you're surprised. I don't know what I'm like, I just feel good. So then after, after that kept, kept going kept doing things and a lot of people were saying hey you need to start a youtube or hey you know you you, you should do something because you're being motivational uh to the people that that you work with but a lot of people don't know what you're what you're doing and i was just like this you know i'm i don't want to be the center of attention i just want to do what i need to do for myself and then and then make things make things better um but i would say december Actually, no, I went all the way through and then met with my doctor more times, lost more weight. I think the la the next time I went to my doctor, because it got to the point where I was just doing every six months instead of every three, I was in like close, close to 300, I'm sorry, close to 200, like almost close to that, that 200 range. So, so then, um not sorry not 200 but yeah close and going into the 200s yeah into the 200s yeah exactly so um so i was doing that and basically weighing myself i got one of those little bluetooth scales where it basically told me my bmi it told me all of that to keep me going then i started adding in a little bit of exercise a little push-ups little sit-ups little this and that um and then I would say at the end, close to the end of 2020, I know I kind of jumped a, a lot. Um, I, I started my, my Instagram because I was like, well, at least let me start my Instagram because people want me to do a YouTube. And I was like, I, I don't know if I have the, the knack for doing a YouTube and piecing stuff together and the editing and the time for all that. So I was just like, I'll just start the, the Instagram and then go from there and that's how keto x junkie became a thing <laughs> which is your instagram so w give people your handle so they can they could find that if they want to yeah it's uh keto x so it's 
Keto, K-E-T-O, X, and then Junkie, J-U-N-K-I-E. Um, I, I, I don't know how I came up with it. I was watching, I, cause I'm a, I'm a anime nerd. So I was watching anime and it's the Hunter Hunter, but it's Hunter X Hunter. And then I was just like, well, I'm keto, but I'm a keto junkie. But then you can also say I'm a ex junkie of other foods. I was, mm. I don't know what was in my mind. I was just like, it's multifaceted. People yeah. will understand. <laughs> Inspiration struck. Yeah. I was just like, people will understand. So so then I did that, but I'd already been doing it for a year and a little bit, and then that's that's kind of like what's what started all of, all of this: getting to know you, getting to know everybody else, and getting to know this fine keto community that I'm part of now. That's awesome, man! And so that was cresting into 2020. Like, where where have things progressed for you since then? All right. Well, I have, I'm, I'm big on joining challenges. Um, I know a lot of people, they'll, they'll do like an egg fast challenge or the P, PSMF, uh, protein sparing modified fast challenge. I've, I've done a few exercising challenges, so on and so forth. Um, just cause I like the camaraderie of it, not just the challenge. Um, but I will, now I'm, I've had my I had my two year keto anniversary in uh, March of this that just passed this year, and I'm currently at well I've dipped down my lowest was two fourteen, and I felt like I was a little I just recently made a post about it too like I felt like that was a little too skinny, <laughs> like I looked a little sickly I didn't have my my muscles. Um, so, so now I, I'm at 225, um, with, you know, little, little bit of definition, you know, that, that kind of thing. And, and I'm now I'm just in maintenance mode. I'm just, you know, trying to, you know, keep staying under that, that 20 net, um, sometimes going a little bit over, still tracking my, um, my macros, uh, using car manager app, things of that nature. Like I'm still doing that, still fasting. And that's another thing that I didn't even add in. Like I would say three months into starting keto when I wasn't getting hungry and was just basically telling myself, cause I didn't test, I didn't like test my blood. I didn't test the P strips or anything. I was just like, I'm not getting hungry. Let me do a little research. If I'm not getting hungry, but I'm doing keto, does that technically mean I'm fat adapted? And they were just like, they were like, yeah, that's, that's what it means for the most part. So I was just like, okay, well. Let me add in intermittent fasting. So now I do like an 18 hour fast every day. And that kind of like keeps me maintained and keeps me focused and keeps me where I'm at with that, that two, that 225 ish range. So, so now we're talking about 300 pounds in a little over two years. You know, that's an incredible journey. And what I'm curious about is what do you think? Of these, you know, during this time, during, you know, seeing all these changes happen for yourself and changing that relationship with food, like, what do you think are the biggest lessons you've learned these past two and a half years? One of the, one of the biggest ones, and I tell myself this all the time, is I was always enough. Like, I always had it in me to, to do it. It's just I had to get out of my own head. Um, the other one is just 
you know, don't listen to the naysayers. Cause when I was younger, I always got kind of picked on for being big and things of that nature. Like, don't let that be, I didn't have to let that be myself. So a lot of, a lot of the things that I've realized were more emotional, were more internal. It wasn't the sense of me not being able to do it. That was just something I told myself. It was just something that I believed in because I got told so much when I was young. Hey, you know, you're, you're, you're fat, you know, you, you know, you, you're this and that. Um, so it was, it was more about a sense of just having that self-confidence and building that self-confidence within myself, um, that allowed me to even start doing this and then actually opening up and allowing others when they actually say you're doing a good job don't think of it as like a, a dig or somebody's being sarcastic. Think about it being for real and then um, turn it into a positive. So that's that. That's what it was more for me. It's like learning those aspects of things is like I like I'm I'm enough. Like I I don't I don't I didn't have to do that to myself. And even now I kind of could look back and pick on myself and say you could have done this all along, but. It wouldn't, I don't think it would have got me to where I am now if, you know, either I beat myself up about it or, um, didn't think about it at all, that kind of thing. So, and what good does, you know, you can't, we don't have time machines to go back and, you know, sit down with yourself and be like, hey, look what you can do. Start this earlier. Like, that's, mm -hmm. it's wasted energy. You know? Exactly. It's wasted energy. Exactly. I'm just, I just know I just turned 37. A lot of people, when I was heavier, thought I was 40, 42, I think is the high somebody said. So I'm just happy it gave me, or it gave, really gave all of us that Benjamin Button, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that aging in reverse. And that's going to keep me going. I'm, uh, I'm like, I'm spry. So. And so what is life like for you now? Like you talked a little bit about what your eating is like now. But like, how do you, what is your life, you know, when you think now about, you know, Kurt th two and a half, three years ago, four years ago versus Kurt today? Like, what is, what is your life like now, man? I'm, I will say I've, I'm a person that puts myself out there a little bit more. I'm more outgoing. I'm more, um, yeah, I'm just overall uh, a chipper um person like i'm not always just like well i can't i'm i'm not the because i used to be the person where i used to say i was an introvert and i guess i could have told myself as that being an excuse because i was bigger and like oh well i'm gonna stay in i'm gonna stay in i'm not gonna go out like i'm more outgoing i'm more let me take a leisurely walk through the neighborhood or i want to go hiking um i want to go to the mountains and, and climb some things so it's just it it, it puts me in a mindset of that I never knew I had. Um, it, it, it puts me out there to wanna to wanna do more and be more for myself and for my family. Uh, I always tell myself, you know, now I'm going I'm going for those other positions or attempting to go for those other positions in my place of business because it even got to the point where I was just complacent in my job, saying, "Well, this is what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm stuck doing." Uh, I can provide my with my family on what I have, but now that I've done this, I'm just like, well, now you should be able, to, or now you can do other things. Now you can now you can go for that promotion, or you can, you know, get a different car, you know, that kind of thing. So it's just it 
that's what it's done more for me is just my my self-esteem has definitely raised up more than what it was and i'm i'm happy for that and happy about that well it's when you show yourself what's possible you start to realize that it doesn't just apply to changing your health and your weight like you start to realize that you have this ability that maybe you weren't giving yourself credit for before. That's awesome, man. So I love having someone who's keto on the show because not every guest, <clears throat> not every guest is, but being keto myself, it's always fun to be able to dive, you know, take a few minutes to at least talk about keto stuff. Yeah. You know? So like, I'm just curious for you, like in all that you've done, you know, these past couple of years, like getting into keto and the keto community and those things, like, what what are some of like your your favorite keto trends or things along those lines? It can be products or it can just be things that you've seen the community doing, you know, and then what are some of the things where you've seen people doing it and you're like, that is just not for me? <laughs> oh my god. Um one of the things that I I like about this whole keto thing is because I guess when I when I first started and I wasn't doing it years and years like some of the other people that I know they've been doing it before all these keto products were a thing. But when I first started, I just was strictly um, pun, no pun intended strict keto. So I was so I was just more baking for myself, more cooking for myself, which is why I tell people I like what the pandemic did. I didn't have to go out and eat. I I baked and cooked for myself. And I knew what I was putting into it, but these keto products and being these this being an influencer, that it's it's kind of multifaceted. It's like it's got a good side and a bad side. The good side is that you're able to try these different products and then you can able to review these products. But I'm still the type of person where I'm just like, man, I don't wanna you know, I don't wanna um flood my 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 posts with just you know, this product and that product because they want me to sell it. I'm not I'm not a salesman at heart. Like I'm I'm more of a a I'm a reviewer. So I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm just gonna say, well let me try it, see if I like it, post it and say, hey, it's good. It's good or not good. Um But then the the other things that the other side of it that I don't jive with and I'm not I'm just going to try to be as truthful as possible without being too much is I'm not like I did it on my own without the need of like supplements. Um, I'm going to just going to say it. I'm without ket ketones like I didn't need that. So when I first kind of started and first got my Instagram, a lot of people would be like, hey, um, talking to me and I'd be like, okay, cause I'm a, I'm a very talkative person. If somebody wants to know how, how I lost weight or how I did this, I'll be like, yeah, da, 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 da. this is what I did. This is how I go about life. And then I, I would tell my wife, I was like, cause I've seen it happen enough where I was like, Hey, um, they're, they're being a little bit too nice. So the next message or a voice comment is going to be the other shoes going to drop and they're going to try to sell me something. Uh, and then it, it it never fails. Next thing you know, it'll be like, oh well, you know, do you have you heard about this? And I'm just like, mm, yes, but I don't necessarily need it because I always tell myself I had so much fuel because you know your body burns its own fat source. Uh, so I had enough fuel. I didn't need that, and I didn't want to go the route of 
using something where I could still eat the way I was eating before because that wouldn't help me out at all. So, so that's what it is. Like the, the influence, influencer side of things I'm cool with. Um, it's just the other, the, like the salesman. Cause I'm not a, like I said, I'm not a salesman. When I used to work for, I used to work for Vonage tech support. I was a tech support agent at a time and they had to tell us you have to sell, you have to upsell and sell a phone line. I'm like, that's, that's, I'm here for tech support. I'm not here to sell something. So I'm not, that's, that's not in my DNA to sell anything, but it's more power to everybody that does that. I'm not trying to knock anybody. Um, and then the other th side of things is where I know, uh, hopefully I don't get flack for this, where a lot of people like get uh, um, beat up on themselves because they have the quote unquote cheat meal that turns into more than the cheat meal. I'm like, don't beat up on yourself. But I went into it where I never had, and I know a lot of people don't like using the word cheap or cheat meal, but I never had a cheat meal the entire two years that I've, I've never went out and said, well, let me go get a, a burger and some fries Be because I used to like fries a lot from five guys. And like, I, I like, I, I had to, cause that's something I had to tell myself, don't do it because if you do it, then you may you know, your emotional, emotional side may not be as strong as you thought it was. So, so, so those are the sides. It's just like, you know, just everybody just, just be them. But you know, I, those are the sides that I, I'm cool with, but then also not cool with, but it's, it, it is what it is. That's the life with that, that we live. It's the life that they want to live as well. So. Well, that, and, and, you know, everyone, it's one of the things about keto is, there is keto isn't like Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers or anything along those lines where there is uh, the keto, you know, and it happens. You know, I work at a, a keto store and people will walk, come into the store and say, I'm here to get the keto. And I'm like, well, that's not how this works. Like, that's not what this is. Let's 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 pull it back a little bit, you know, and, and I get and human. That's what human beings want. I talk about it on the show all the time. We want like a definitive answer. We want the one thing, the magic pill that's going to change everything. The magic, you know, give me the exact meal plan that's going to change, ex you know, exactly, you know, change my life and give me magic and everything. And I think what you, what you talked about is really what every person, no matter what way of eating they're following, needs to get into. And that's that idea of, of analyzing and adapting and using what works for them and following the path that works for them and realizing that, I mean, you know, being in the Instagram space, there are people that post keto desserts every day, you know, and they were making, they're making keto cheesecake one day and keto pudding the next day. And then they're showing you how they're turning the cheesecake into ice cream and to crepes and making chaffles Sundays and like all this stuff. And I look at that and I'm like, if I were to do that every day, I would go insane and I would end up, you know, at a real ice cream place, you know, or, you know, in, at a bakery buying a real cheesecake. Like I know for me, what, what would happen there? And I think the, the other side of it is like, you, you know, use the influencer word, you know, I've had some people, I've had some friends who I see posting desserts every day. And I'm like, can you just tell me, like, especially when I was getting started, like, tell me how you're doing this and doing this every day. And I had one person say, well, you know, I don't really want you telling my name or, or anything about this, you know, sharing this to everyone, but they basically made all those desserts in one day. And they have a bite of it to make sure it tastes right. And they take their pictures and put their posts together. And then they share them over like the next like two weeks. Like, so they're like, I don't do this every day. And I'm like, well, do you understand that if I follow, follow your page, it looks like you're eating that every day. And they're like, oh, well, I never really say that's what I'm doing. And I'm like, okay, but that's what it looks like to the average person. Like, and then, and 
I'll call you know I'll call out the exogenous ketones people like when you're when you're eating a ketogenic diet the idea is that you want your body to create the ketones you want that you know you want that to be something that your body's doing and exogenous ketones can have a place when it comes to workouts and to energy and focus and all of those things they can be great helps to people and there are people that swear by them if they do have that quote unquote cheat meal and they're feeling like crap and the ketones help them feel better but when it comes to like weight loss and actually teaching yourself about food and all of those things, they don't have a place. Like it just, it doesn't really have a place. Like, and that's also why some of those companies, you know, and we could, use, you know, I'll use their name sometimes. Like they're not allowed to say that ketones help with weight loss because it's been proven that they really don't. So they can get into legal trouble if they do, but they still kind of do a little bit when they talk to people one-on-one, -on -one. like depending on the salesperson and their ethics and all of that, like there's, un there's unethical people on every diet. Like, I'm not just targeting ketone salespeople because I know I'm going to have some friends that sell them who are going to be like, what are you doing attacking us in your podcast? And it's like, well, on some levels I am, but on some levels I'm not. Like, you, you do you. And I also very firmly feel that if a person wants to, you know, is in that place of looking for magic pills and they're going to keep buying the next thing, that's their own journey to be on to figure it out eventually. They realize the money they're spending isn't getting them what the results they want and all that. But it is about finding for yourself what works and and then just doing it and living that living your life. And, you know, that's the other thing about Instagram. It's about sharing it so other people can gain inspiration and can get ideas. But like I say to every person, like you're you're an experiment of one. You're, you're the whole N equals one for your experiment that is your life. Like you need to find for yourself what's going to work. Like, I'm sure you get this question at times when people are like, what are your macros? What are you eating? What exactly what, you know? And I'm like, well, I'm, you know, I'm a, a man in his late 40s who is this tall and weighs this much. And you're a woman 20 years younger than me, you know, who weighs a different weight than me and is in a different you know place metabolically. Like, your macros would be your macros. My macros are my macros. Like, learn, you know, there can be some similarities, but what I exactly, the numbers I exactly eat aren't going to help any other person because they're for me. Like it, and it's that having to have, and that's the difference. I think when I talk to people like yourself who have come through these journeys and are working on maintenance, like who get to that success place, it's because they were willing to find for themselves the right path. Mm -hmm. And and that's the thing. Um, somebody was, uh, cause I get asked a lot and they're just like, well, do you have a plan? Like either friends from high school or anything like that. They're like, do you, do you have a plan that you follow? I'm like, no, no, because like once again, like 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 you said, it's it's I followed something that worked for me. This is like the steps that I took to get there. This is the say using the card manager app. Like I and they, I like that app because you're able to put your stuff in your he your height, your weight, and then it kind of like spits out a, a generic. I'm not well, spits out a number and says, hey shoot for this and then i'll say this you know this is it like everybody like you said everybody's macro is going to be a little bit different and then but the people will come to me and say well what did you eat what plan did you take or what plan did you do and and that's i could talk about this all day but that's another thing with those instagram pages where they they steal your your content where they'll say you know they follow this plan i'm like i didn't follow i didn't i didn't follow any plan like what do you mean but it's funny that you said about the um the experiment because that's how that's like i said i was an analytical that's how i always looked at it i was like this is an experiment if this didn't work take that out x didn't equal y or whatever so take this out replace it with this try something new 
tweak it a little bit, see if that worked. Oh, that worked. Keep doing it. So that's how I went through. And that's how you have to, it's not a one size fit all, even as you're going through it. So I like that you said that. So what's next for Kurt? What what's on the horizon for you as you move forward into the you know where we're we're recording this at the end of of 2021 as you head into 2022 like what what's on the what's on the the horizon for you man? Well, the the biggest thing for me now since I'm kind of maintenance and going from um 525 to 225 is I have a lot of, of loose skin. So I'm, I'm looking, I've already, I just had a consultation with a, uh, with a doctor. Um, I would say it was last week. Yeah. It was like, uh, Wednesday of last week. I had a, uh, with a cosmetic surgeon, plastic surgeon about skin removal surgery. Cause that's kind of like where I want to go next. And I always joke that that will, I'm not at my final form yet until then. So, so yeah, that's that's kind of like my next um, looking into the new year and hopefully making something happen. Seeing about my insurance and possibly doing a GoFundMe. Like I said, I'm not a salesman, so I'm just I don't want to go that route unless I really have to. But yeah, that's that's my goal for um, 2022 is to try to either start the process or start setting up to get that process started. So nice, and then. You know, we're, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. And I, I know you're. It's later for you than it is for me, even, and it's 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 getting late here. So I don't want to keep you all night. But I'm I, curious as as we're wrapping this up. Like I would say, like what what do you think are the things that are going to allow you to stay on track as you move forward? Uh, the the biggest thing is I know a lot of people have more family than than me, but it's it's family. Uh, it's, um, cause I didn't get into this, but my, my older brother did end up passing away, uh, for a high blood pressure. So it's just basically my family, my health, and you know, those can be kind of cliche, but those are the things that kind of keep me going. And then it's, and then this is also cliche. It's, it's, it's all of the people that I've met on this entire journey since creating this Instagram and, um, and being able to one do podcasts like this, or just have people DM me and say like, "How how'd you do it? Like, did you do this? Did you do that? Did you have weight loss?" I'm like, "No, it was it was all keto." And then just getting that whole that whole motivation piece because I I feel like I'm just me. Um, but people are just like, "No, you're 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 in, you're an inspiration." So. Um, that that keeps me going to just continue doing what I'm doing because I'm never I'm never going back to the person I was. So, and so one more time, man. If people do want to follow along and and get some inspiration because you've got plenty of it, like, but they do want to see what you're doing and and if they have questions or just want to talk to you, tell tell them one more time where they find you on Instagram. Yeah, uh, Instagram handle is keto k e t o. X, like the, the letter X, Junkie, J-U-N-K-I-E. Um, I don't know if I still have the picture of me eating the big turkey leg when I went to, um, the, uh, what was it, Six Flags? No, 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 it was Bush Gardens. I don't know if I still have that picture, but you'll, you'll find me with that, with that handle. Nice. And I'll definitely put a link to that in the show notes for the episode today, man. So, Kurt, I end every episode with five questions for my guests. Are you ready for your run through the Fat Guy Five? Oh, okay, yeah. So, it's five questions. First answer that pops into your head. Here we go, man. Question number one. Tell us, Kurt, living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? 
Chris Farley. There we go. Just so you know, for everyone listening, I am going to adjust this question soon and tell people that they can't give Chris Farley as an answer. Oh, okay. Um. No, you you can you can give him. I ha- I didn't give you that caveat yet, but I get him a lot. So like I just oh, for real? I feel like oh. you know I want to give I want to I want to give a spot you know give the spotlight to some other people. So I I think we're gonna start like a Hall of Fame where it's like Chris Farley and John Candy are off the yeah. table. Okay. Because depending on the age of the guests, that's tends to be the two that pop out first. So okay, you know okay. you're you're one of the you're one of the last to get the no caveat question. <laughs> you know you got lucky. You under the wire, man, under the wire. Question number two, Kurt. Tell us what is one lesson that being a fat guy has taught you. Um, to take baby steps. I know it's kind of silly, but yes. <laughs> take take baby steps in all things because one i get tired easily when i was bigger so (laughs) there you go question number three man if someone out there is listening and they're like okay i'm ready to get started what is one concrete thing that a person can do today to get their journey started do your research um whether that's YouTube or Pinterest, do do your research in regards to what will work for you. If keto is what you want to do, just just look it up and figure out exactly the, the version of keto you want to do. So do your research. Here we go. Question number four, Kurt, what is one thing about yourself that you love? Uh, my sense of humor. There we go. And question <laughs> number five, what is one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related. Uh, I want to get a new. I want to move from um, to get a promotion in my in either on my current job or at a, a different place of business, but get a promotion or nice. a different job. I like it, man. Well, Kurt, a big thank you for coming on the show and sharing your story with everyone. I know that a lot of people are going to get get a lot out of it. So, just a big thank you, man. Oh, no problem. It's definitely my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Definitely. And everyone out there, like I said, Kurt's information will be in the, the show notes today. You can also reach out to me on Instagram at Gourmet Goes Keto, on Twitter at Gourmet Goes Keto. You can email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. And as always, too, if you are interested in talking to me about coaching options, you can go to theketoroad.com where we can talk about keto coaching options. And also I've got some new programs that are just focused on accountability. So if you have another plan that you want to follow, but you need some help setting some goals up and putting that into action for yourself. I'm here to help. So reach out to me there at theketoroad.com. And hey, then my friends, remember, you are the most amazing people that I know. So go out there today, do something to amaze yourselves, and then come on back and catch us on the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. (music) 